crucial. Let's get right into the Word of God. Amen, amen. It's, I'm, I'm awake this morning. I don't need any stimulant of any kind because of the, it's definitely, what, about 60 in here? It's chilly, but it feels good, actually, because when you preach, you get hot. 66? Okay, praise Jesus. Growing in grace. Say that with me. Growing in grace. Now you understand why when the, the tongues came and then the interpretation came. At the, at the word that came forth from Pastor Judy's spirit by the Holy Ghost, by the Holy Spirit. I didn't talk with Pastor Judy. She didn't know what my message was on this morning. If you feel discouraged today, you say the discouragement out the door, I'm going towards grace. Because it's by God's grace you continue in the faith. Amen? We each need to continue in God's grace. Let's go right to the first scriptures. Amen. We want to hear God's word today, not Pastor Matt's words. We want to hear the word of God this morning. Can I hear an amen on that? Amen. We got uh, 2 Corinthians coming up there. If not, I've got it right here. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, you see your, you look in the mirror, what do you see? You see your face. You see who's there, right there in front of that mirror. Beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord is shining upon each one of us this morning. The glory of the Lord is upon you. And we are being transformed into what? The same image. Say that with me. Same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. You and I are being transformed and changed from glory to glory in our lives as we go from glory to glory, circumstance to circumstance, tribulation and trials and difficulties, you're being transformed and changed into what? An image. An image of what? Who you were before you came to Christ? No, you're, all, you're new. You're a creature in Christ now by the Spirit of the Lord. You have to realize that if you want to be more like your Savior, more like the one that created you, more than the one that formed you fearfully and wonderfully in your mother's womb, you want to be like that God that created you, you have to allow the Holy Spirit, His power, to bring that transformation in you. It's by the Spirit of the Lord that we go from glory to glory and are transformed into that image. Amen? But the problem is we a lot of times uh, do it to ourselves more. Sometimes we are our worst enemies, especially if you have low self-esteem, low self-worth. You don't view yourself the way that God sees you. You listen to what other people have said about you or continue to say about you, and you beat yourself up and you beat yourself down continuously. And therefore, your image, when you look at yourself physically in the mirror, let alone spiritually in the mirror, you have a poor self-image of yourself. And therefore, you don't like who you are, so how are you going to love your enemies? How are you going to love your neighbor as if you don't even love yourself? Now, I'm not saying you love yourself the way the world does. Oh, I'm great, I can do this, and, and I'm magnificent, and I, I'm just all that. No, no, I don't mean that way. I mean in the spirit of humility. You learn to appreciate who you are in Christ. You are God's creation. Amen? And just like that word came forth, and you're at a crossroads, you make the right decision, and you make the right choice in your life because you're in need of by God. God needed you on the earth. That's why you're here. Amen. And it's for Him to bring glory to your life that He will be glorified. You're going from glory to glory, becoming transformed and into that image of Christ's likeness. 
Now, this is Christianity 101, but we need to be reminded of this. Really, the bottom line is, when we live a life on this earth, which we all have breath right now, we're on earth and we're living today, you and I, our goal should be, I want to be more like my Savior. I want to act and talk and, and think and behave and treat others the way Christ would. Amen? I want to be like Jesus Christ. That's the true image that you and I should want. And that should be our motivation every single day. To bring glory to him means I want to be like the one who died for me. Amen? He gave his life for you and I. Let's go right to the next scripture here. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Let's say this together now. Read this together. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Your mercy, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the works of your hands. Amen. Look at, let's look at this scripture here now. The Lord will perfect that which concerns me. Does the Lord realize that you and I are far from perfect today? How many of you stumble and fall and make mistakes? You know, we do it daily, we do it weekly, we do it continuously, but the Lord says that I will perfect that which I've created you to be and do on this earth. He, has, he says that you are his workmanship, created by God to do good works, where? In heaven or on earth? On earth to do good works. What's the purpose for doing good works? To bring him glory and honor that people would see Christ in you and that you will touch the lives of many people. Amen. And that your life matters eternally here on earth. It, it, you're, the seeds you're sowing and the fruitfulness that you're bearing on this earth matters in eternity if you're touching the lives of other people for the sake of the gospel and for them coming to know Christ as you came to know Christ. Amen. So this is very important that we realize that we're not yet perfect, but we're striving to be more and more every moment of our life. We want to get rid of those little habits, those strongholds, those circumstances in our life, things, the, our mentality, how we think, our thought patterns that are not pleasing to God. We want to become more and more away from that and more towards the likeness and image of Christ. Amen. And he was the complete perfect example of unselfishness. He was a great perfect example of a man full of love and never had hate in his heart. He was the perfect image and example to you and I of learning how to not speak even though somebody's slandering or rebuking you or spitting in your face, so be it. Because they mocked him, they ridiculed him, scorned him. They slandered him and the Bible says that he spoke a word not. He held his tongue, and he did it for more than one reason, because it was prophesied that he wouldn't, but also as an example for those that follow as his disciples. This is how you react in circumstances. This is how you live your life. Follow my example, Jesus says. Be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger. And he set that example perfectly, Jesus did, didn't he? And he taught us to forgive. Because it's a strong word when you hear what Jesus said. If you are not able to forgive those that have wronged you, how can your Father in heaven forgive you for all you've done? Amen. And I don't know exactly the, the ladies that were involved, but remember the, the shooting down in uh, South Carolina? How long ago was that now? A year and a half ago at that church? They were at a Bible study, and the young man comes in. He's on video, and he walks in and, and shoots and kills several of them. And... I believe it was ABC or NBC, but it was a worldly 
interviewer that interviewed, I believe, three ladies that were in that church. And the question was asked, how can you forgive? And her response was instantly quick without hesitation. The lady looked at the lady that interviewed and asked that question, how can you forgive something like this? Well, that's easy because God told us that if we can't forgive others, how can he forgive us if we're not able to forgive? And then she said, it's just the way we live. You learn to forgive because you've been forgiven. You can't talk like that and have a response like that unless you're a true believer. It, you don't have it in you. As an unbeliever, you can't. You don't think like that. But we're not of the world, are we? We're not of this world. We think different. We act different. We live different. Can I hear an amen on that? We do. We do because we're believers. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. Go right to the next scripture. I don't believe. Do we have one more? Maybe not. I'm going to read something here. Listen to what God's word says. Herein is my Father glorified that you, you bear much fruit and shall be my disciples. It is God's will that you and I bear fruit on the earth so that God is glorified. Our Father in heaven is glorified by you, his daughter, or you, his son, by you bearing much fruit. Now, can you and I bear fruit and bring glory to God unless we walk in God's grace? You know, because we need God's grace every day. It's by the grace of God we grow in this grace that is sufficient. Paul was told over and over, my grace is sufficient for thee. My grace is sufficient for thee. Yeah, but. Yeah, but, Lord. No, my grace is sufficient for you. I know, Lord, but. No, my grace is sufficient for you. My unmerited favor, but it's far more than that grace is. It is unmerited favor. For by grace you and I are saved, not by works lest we should boast. We are saved by grace. We are justified by his grace and sanctified by his blood. Amen? But by God's grace, it's more than just unmerited favor. The grace of God is an inner strength on the inside of you to get you through each moment of each day to bring glory to God. That no matter what you face in your life tomorrow, only God knows what you're going to face tomorrow, let alone later today. But by God's grace, you know that you're going to get through it because His grace is more than unmerited favor. His grace is inner strength on the inside of you. You can say no to wrong and yes to truth and righteousness so that you can say by God's grace, I will get through this by God's grace because I cannot do it alone. Jesus said, unless you abide in me and the words that I say in my word, unless you abide in that, you can't bear fruit. You're going to be cut off. But if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will bear much fruit. Amen. When you bear a lot of fruit, people will know it. And Jesus even went this far and said this, listen, you'll know them by their fruit. You can't have, listen, you can't have fruit. I can't have fruitfulness that brings glory to God if I'm not walking and living in, under God's grace. It's only by God's grace I can become Christ-like. I can only be transformed and changed by the grace of God. I am what I am today by the grace of Almighty God. You are today what you are today by God's grace. If it wasn't for His grace and mercy in your life, you would be utterly lost. Your life would not be where it is today. Many of us would not even be here. We'd be six feet under if it wasn't for God's grace. 
It's very true. We don't realize how beautiful, how wonderful, how powerful, and how true God's grace is in our life. Daily, moment by moment, His grace is sufficient. It is sufficient for you. Now, I, and I know Pastor Judy does this, and I know there's probably others here that do it as well, and I'm not nitpicking on anybody if you don't. don't I'm not getting there with that, okay? Because we live in a day and age where none of us really eat that good. Now, don't look at me like you're a health nut, okay? We don't. We live in America. But I take supplements. I take nasty drinks that are disgusting looking and smelling, let alone taste. But I do it for a reason, to keep me sufficient, to keep me going, to keep me healthy. To get, sometimes you need a toxin cleanse to cleanse your body. Sometimes you and I need a spiritual cleansing. Can I hear an amen? You get the ways of the world and the things of the world and the, 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 the flesh and all that needs to be cleansed and washed away. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew, renew a right spirit within me. Amen? Hallelujah. So the grace of God in your life is sufficient enough for you to get to where you need to be. I, my goal is to see you more and more like Christ each and every week that you live on this earth. So a year from now, you should be, and I should be, that much more like the Lord. You should be much more patient, more full of love than hate than you ever were, understanding more than you ever were, more patient than you ever were. Your anger used to be where you would blow up at everything and anything, and now you look back and like, I don't get quite as angry as I used to. And if I do get angry, I'm quick to stop it and realize the wrongness of it. Can I hear an amen on that? Amen. And you and I can't do this. You can't make New Year's resolutions and expect things to change in your life if it isn't apart from God's grace. You need His grace. You need His grace to get from this building to your car, let alone from your car to your house sometimes. It's true. Every heartbeat that you have right now in the blood flowing in your body is because of God's mercy and grace in your life, because of love for you. Amen. Amen, amen. Jesus is Lord. And for the sake of time, I, I got, I've been going a little too long lately, but I, I just want you to hear not so much what I have to say, because I want you to hear what the Lord is saying in His Word. The Lord is perfecting that which concerns you, and He is concerned about you. He loves you enough. He knows what you're going through. He does care about you. Jesus said, cast all your care upon me. Jesus could have said, if you have cares and worries in your life, shame on you. That is wrong. No, he's not that way. He says, cast all your cares. In other words, I know you have your cares. I know the burdens you carry. I know exactly why you're, you act the way you do and behave in circumstances the way you do. I see how you were raised as a little child. I see all your circumstances and everything you've been through in your life. I've walked in your shoes where no man on earth ever has. I'm your God and you are my child. I know where you've been and where you've walked. Therefore, I know how to get you through and get you to victory. Can I hear an amen? And triumph, because that's what brings glory and honor to the Lord. How many of you knew Pastor Al when he was in his 20s? I didn't. I didn't know Pastor Al or Pastor Judy when they were in their 20s. I wasn't born yet. 
but God knew exactly what their 20s and 30s would be like and everything that they would go through in their life. It's the same with you. He knows exactly where you're going to go through and what you've been through and it brought you right to this point today. You're still here. Yeah. Amen? And you're still loving and serving God. Are you perfect yet? No. By any means? No. Are you even close? Probably not. Me either. Hello. But we look in the mirror and when, remember what it says. It says, as in water, face reflects face. You look down and your face is going to be reflected in the water because you're looking at the water. It's reflecting who's looking at that water. So a man's heart reveals the man. As in water, it reflects whose face is looking. So a man's heart reveals who that man is or that woman is. How many want your heart clean and pure? How many of you want your heart like Christ's? How many of you want your heart changed? How many of you realize if you really looked at your heart sometimes, you don't like why you make decisions and the things that you say? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So how your heart is, your words are. How many of you... Now listen, that's very true. And we're all, we're all need to repent of it. Not just say, I'm sorry. Truly, we all need to repent because a lot of us, our hearts are still dark in some ways because the things we say and how we talk to others, how we treat them, and our, even our voice tone towards others is very disrespectful and dishonoring because we're selfish. Now, I'm hitting on, I'm nailing it right here, and I'm preaching to myself. That's a sad thing. It's very true, though. We need to watch and say, Lord, change my heart. That song, change my heart, oh God, make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God, I want to be like you. Amen. We want our heart changed so that our words change, how we speak to others change. And listen, when your heart is changed, your prayer life changes. As you talk to God, your Father, your motives your intentions, your prayer life is unselfish instead of self-centered. Instead of griping to God, complaining to Him in prayer, you're thanking Him. You're praising Him. You're rejoicing in Him. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Is God good? Listen to what the Word of God says here. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. And I encourage you not just because I want to encourage you, but really, if I could touch every one of you right now and go look you right in the eye, right, right in your eyes right now, if I could look at each and every one of you, I would mean this from my heart. If you can this week, today, tomorrow, sometime this week, go to 2 Peter, the third chapter, starting in verse 9. 2 Peter, the third chapter, starting in verse 9. This week, please, I urge you to read it and to meditate on it this week, okay? Because listen to what it says. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. Say us. Not them, us. You and I need God's mercy and grace. Today. You're saved. You're born again. Your name isn't written in the Lamb's book of life. Does that mean you don't need his grace and mercy anymore? No, you still need God's mercy and grace is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Why doesn't God want that? Why is he not slack concerning that, his promise? 
that all that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is his it is his will and his promise. He does not want any to perish, but that all should come to what? A knowledge of the truth. When they know the truth, the truth can set them free, but they have to come to a knowledge of it. And it takes humility. It takes brokenness. It takes repentance. And they repent, and they can be saved and be born again. Why is that so important to God? Why doesn't he want to be slacking that? Because he knows where they'll go, or you and I will or would have gone if we didn't come to know the truth. It's called lake of fire. It's called torment, day and night. It's called weeping and gnashing of teeth in a place called hell. And he doesn't want any that should go there. It's not his will that any... Any, the scripture says any should perish. He wants all to come to know him and be saved. God is not wicked. He's not evil. He's a very good God and full of love and compassion and mercy, and he's long-suffering. And his love is far more than any love you and I have ever felt in any way. We can't even comprehend how great his love is for mankind. It's unbelievable the love that God has for people. And they don't deserve it, and neither did you and I. But he still loved us, amen, in spite of our sin. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't wait for us to get cleaned up. He knew that we, we needed to have him come to us and change us while we were still in the muck and the mire and the sin, amen. But the day of the Lord will come as what? A thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be? Now we heard what's going to happen in these last days. We just heard it. It's all going to burn away. There's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. He created them. He can take them away. He can recreate. It's not difficult for God. He doesn't have to have a patent. I'm going to say that again. God don't need a patent. He's the creator. He does and wills as he pleases because he's God. Amen? And we're not. So what manner of life and conduct should we live? What, how you ought to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, you and I, according to his promise, promise, he doesn't lie, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. There's coming a new heaven and a new earth where only righteousness will dwell. Can I hear an amen on that? Now, no wonder Pastor Judy came in this morning and she asked us if we had any songs yet during prayer time. And she said the song that's been on her heart is Amen, 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 Amen. So be it. Amen. Can I hear an Amen on that? So be it. You and I are going to be not just change from glory to glory on this earth, you and I are going to glory because Christ is going to fill entire heaven with his glory. There's not even going to be a need of the sun anymore. God, in other words, he's going to say, son, I loved you, 
I created you, but adios. Don't need you no more. Goodbye, my son who paid the price and brought glory and honor to me and paid the price for these precious ones who are with me. He is going to shine, and that light is so bright there's no need of a sun. Amen. Hallelujah. We are going to dwell there in righteousness, and we're going to live righteous. So how do we ought to live today? We ought to, what manner of person should you and I be today? You and I should live godly and Christ-like. Amen. And when you fall short and stumble, what do you do? Do you call 911? You get on your knees. You cry out to the Lord. You say, Father, I stumble. I, I sinned. The more you hide your sin and push it aside and, and put it under, and, and you're, you're, that conscience of yours will eat at you, and it, you'll take it out on others. You'll be irritable. You'll be hateful. You'll be impatient. You'll, be, you'll have this, all of a sudden, you'll be, have bursts of rage and anger because you haven't dealt with the darkness in your heart. Just repent and ask God to forgive you and change and make a turn. And how do you do it? What's the message today? How do you do that when you do that? You repent by how? God's grace. It's by God's grace that he reveals to you, you, you need to get this right with me, but Lord, by your grace, I can continue and do to what I'm supposed to do. Amen? Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for his grace? Amen. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. As our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you, as also in his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they do also the rest of the scriptures. You don't want to be that kind of person that twists what Paul wrote in the epistles. They twist it to their own desires. It's called doctrine of demons, and it's very prevalent today. It's called living in the days of apostasy and falsehood and evil, calling evil good and good evil. There's, they twist the scriptures to please their own flesh. You want to fear the Lord. You don't want to ever do that. You don't add to God's word, and you never take away from God's word. If you want to know what the consequences are, read the last chapter in Revelation. Trust me, you don't want to add or take away from the holy book of God, from his scriptures. You don't want to do that or twist it. Amen? And if you're hearing that, turn it off and don't listen to it anymore. It's evil. It's wicked. It's wrong. Can I hear an amen on that? You, therefore, brethren and beloved, listen. Listen. Since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. In other words, Peter was saying, don't think that you can't be erred away or, or fall into the deception yourself and not realize that you aren't as steadfast as you used to be in the truth and in the word of God. You have to guard your heart and what you listen to and what your eyes look at and who you are hanging around. You have to be steadfast. Don't think that you can't be one of those that fall away in the last days. Don't be too prideful and haughty to say, well, I'm, I'm strong in the Lord, I can do this. You can't do it by your own strength. You do it by God's grace. Amen. Amen. It's by his grace that he keeps you steadfast. 
But listen to this now. I'm going to reread that one part. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. Now here's key. Listen to this key. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forevermore. Amen. We want to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You want to grow in grace. You want to grow and increase in that grace. You want to grow in the maturity of Christ's likeness. And grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. For him be the glory forever and ever. By you growing in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus your Savior, you bring glory and honor to God. But it doesn't just come. You can't just say, I want to grow in grace and knowledge and then just not do anything. You have to make an effort. You have to show faith without works is dead. But you add works and faith together, and what happens? Growth. Growth comes. You trust God. You have faith that he's going to complete what he began in, within you. He's transforming you. He's shaping you and forming you into his image and his likeness and his character in you. The way you behave and talk and act and live, you're becoming more like Christ, but you do it by God's grace as you grow in that grace and in the knowledge of the word of God and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, the knowledge of Jesus Christ is the word of God knowing God's word because the Bible says Jesus Christ is the word of God. He is the word. You can't grow in grace and knowledge if you're not in the word of God. You're going to get in falseness, in heresy, in foolishness. You've got to stay in the light and truth of the holy word of God, the scriptures. This is truth. This brings light to us. Amen? The scriptures are profitable. And they are sharp and powerful, these words are, because it's not just man's words. It's God's word from heaven to teach us. It's our roadmap how to live life. Can I hear an amen on that? So meditate on it. That's how you grow in God's grace and in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You keep your face in the scriptures. Don't get away from the word of God. It's too easy nowadays. There's too many distractions in this generation. It's called text necking. Where our necks are like this more than like this. Seriously, and it's causing health issues and necks and backs and everything because everybody's looking down now. As a believer, let's look up. Hallelujah. Amen. Less down, more up. Can I hear an amen? I'm not saying don't text and don't use your phone. I'm not saying that. But in reality is, we should be lifting our hands and lifting our head more often. Can I hear an amen on that? Now, I gave that message last week. How many remember it? That's okay. I don't remember everything I say either. But I want to encourage you. Begin to learn to worship God and praise God. And do it consistently, faithfully, in your car, in, your, in the bathroom, in your living room. I don't care where you're at. Begin this year to really make a transformation. And today, God's message is this. It kind of puts another layer on it. You can't do all this without God's grace and mercy in your life. Growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. Growing. Becoming more and more stature and Christ-likeness. Amen. When I was born, was I six foot one? No, I was a little. Most of my life I was little until my senior year. 
I was the smallest kid in my class. You don't think five foot two, 95 pounds as a freshman was tiny? I looked up a lot. Amen. But you want to grow spiritually this year. 2019 is done and gone. You'll never get it back again, ever. It's in the history books. Today, you can live for this year, 2020, and grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, become more like him this year than ever before. How many want that in your life? Amen? If you're able, if you're able, stand to your feet right now. If you're able, if not, stay in your seat. That's fine. If you're able to lift your hands, let's lift our hands right now in faith and just say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I desire Christ-likeness in myself. I want to grow in the grace and knowledge of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Help me with my struggles, with my weaknesses, with my frailty. Help me today, Lord. You are my help in time of need. I desire, God, to please you, to honor you, and to glorify your name with my life. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Brother, I know the Lord has his hand on you. God has his hand on you. You keep, he sees your faithfulness. You've made a decision in your life. You've made a decision in your life. I don't know exactly. It's not too long ago. You made a decision that you're going you're gonna to love God, you're going to serve God, and your family is going to serve the Lord. You take your stand, brother. You take your stand in the Lord and in your home, and you say, as for me and my house and my children and my wife, and you say it with your own mouth, and you say it out loud, you say it often, as for me and my house, my wife and my children and 